Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi, I'm Gord Miller from TSN. You're listening to Missing Curfew. Welcome back to a fresh episode of Missing Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien. And I'm Scotty Upshaw sitting next to Santa Claus over here, my friend. Ho, ho, ho. Look at this guy's beard. Merry Christmas, fellas, from Princey in Alberta. Fellas, this is the Christmas edition of Missing Curfew Updog. That's why we got these fucking sweaters on. This one is a little tight. I think it looks good. It's like Tommy Boy. Does, does this sweater make me look fat? No, your face does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think Hall Pass, uh, they killed it with the Christmas sweaters and the Christmas party. I know. Al uh, throws a nice party. I wouldn't expect anything less from, from A Hall. Unfortunately, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't make it because of the CDM Christmas walk. Um, it just took a lot out of me. I battled the head cold for Fuck, four eh? or five days. Yeah, I was done. The three day, the three day walk uh, gets you. It was Super Wednesday. It started Super Wednesday. And then I went right to CDM Christmas Walk. In the course of two weeks, I went out like, you know, I think five times. Jeez. It sounds like you kind of still got the cold. It's almost Christmas. Oh, I feel good. Okay. IVs, those things are game changers, man. I yeah. went into the hydration room. Shout out to hydration room. Fury. Cold and flu. My, our boy, Brett. Unbelievable. What'd you get? Did you get the NAD drip? I got the cold and flu with a little extra uh, Tortorol in there and some GABA, which is like, it's get basically GABA, GABA. like, it's like the Xanax of it's fucking. guano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you take it, it just, it just relaxes you. So <laughs> okay, I felt great. I felt great. Awesome, awesome. But yeah, that's Chicago. why we got these. That's why we got these sweaters on, baby. Chicago. Yeah. Um, how's your household looking? I mean, you've had your lights up since I think December first. But what else? Any new additions? Yeah, there? yeah. The reindeer showed up finally. Reindeer. Yeah. So I got Rudolph. I had to paint his. Uh, you paint his nose and his asshole <laughs> red, just so it is his ass up. red too. It is now. He's got a chafed ass from uh, from the Amazon shipment. I think the cardboard really got him. You know, he needs a little uh, a little lube, maybe a little chafe. What was that monkey butt we used to use at Bonnaroo? Yeah, yeah. He needs a little monkey butt. I still use that if it's a hot day at the golf course. I mean, could you imagine being Rudolph and fucking carrying old Santa around fucking all all day on the twenty fourth? No, he's got a chafe little hoop. That guy. I watched the movie last night, Fred Claus, and you said before we got on here that you hadn't seen it uh, with Vince Vaughn. I don't know if I've seen it. It's about 
I'll give you the little gist of it. Yeah. It's, he's he's Santa Claus's brother. So he grows up jealous. He lives in Chicago. He's yeah. like, hates Christmas time. He needs 50 G's to open up a gambling, a legal gambling place right across from Chicago's uh, stock exchange. So he's okay. like, when the stock exchange is done, these guys will come over here, they'll gamble, but I need 50 G's. So his old man sends him up, or his brother says, I'll give you 50 G's, but come up. You got to work up in the North Pole. So up he goes, and uh, he goes yeah. to Fort Mac. He goes up he to goes, Fort he Mac. He goes to Fort Mac. Freezes his balls off yeah. up there, and uh, you know you should watch. Happy it. ending. Yeah, happy not ending. not like you at the, <laughs> but, but happy ending. Woo! Awesome. Um, yeah, happy ending. It, it's good. You should watch it. It's not really a movie for Izzy. So when Izzy goes to bed, and you and Christina are having you know, some eggnog or whatever the fuck you're going to be drinking. No, speaking of Izzy. Yeah, what's up? With um, Izzy? We watched a couple of Christmas movies. You did? Yeah, we we put on Frosty. She loves Frosty the Snowman. Like, I'm talking the original one. It's like from the 60s. Wow. Do you remember it? No. With like, uh, I, I don't know the bad guy, but like, they, it, it's kind of sad. It's crazy to actually watch old, old Christmas movies and the way like they speak to each other and there's no like woke. Like you're talking like mir Miracle on 34th Street. No, shit. yeah, but I'm just talking like even Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer back in the day, like that old one with the, you know, with the elves and stuff. It's just like it's kind of ruthless <laughs> how the they and stuff. You, you know the cartoon, obviously. I do, yes. Yeah. So just just tune in and go to like YouTube and watch these old films and just like they don't fluff anything up. Like it's kind of like just straight straight at it, tell it how it is. Rudolph's badass. Um you know, Frosty obviously got killed, but he comes back. Does like, he get killed? Frosty? Yeah, yeah they melt him. Oh, they that's right. Them. That's right. Right? They melt. I, I haven't seen this uh, this particular Christmas film. That it, you're it, no, about. but but it would it would bring, all bring it back from when you were a kid. Should I fire it on when I get this? Yeah, fake just puff one down and watch it. I mean, Porter, I guess, watched Home Alone the other day with my parents, and he was loving it. So that's encouraging. Maybe I'll fire on Home Alone two with him. See, even something like that, like you think Izzy would I, like that? Yeah, uh, not yet, not yet. But I don't know if they're just making good quality movies like that where it's like. You know, kind of badass and raw. Like, yeah. It's, well, they're it's, not because have you ever now. checked out Netflix around this time of year? The movies they put on there are yeah, just shit. Yeah. Have you seen those Princey on Netflix? Up? Do you guys even have Netflix in Canada or what's going on? Yeah, we have Netflix in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they don't get a no. lot of the shows. No, my, I go home. My, niece, no. my niece is all, they pirate my Netflix account. And now, yeah. like, when I go on there, there's these weird movies. And I'm like, who's watching this? So now I. On, on my portfolio, you know, you have the different things. And Up everyone dog. has flowers because he just stays at your house and watches his own Netflix, right? Anyway, I go on there and it's me and then, you know, Emma, Grace, Avery, and then now I have Izzy's, like, baby one. But someone keeps watching mine, so I wrote, stop watching my shit on that's my name because it just screws up my algorithm. And all of a sudden, all the stuff that I want to watch is like did, fucking random, like Brokeback Mountain. Did you, broke back, <laughs> did you ever get pinched? Like, what do you, you know, back in the day when you're single days, when you're, you know, you flip it on, the girl's like, ah, uh, who's Jennifer? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I rented my house out and uh, the girl's no, name must I never Jennifer. had it. Since Netflix that's has never been around. happened to you? Since Netflix has been around, I never had a girlfriend. Oh, okay. Well, so I just maybe mean, not you know girlfriend, me. maybe friend that you were hanging out with. No, no, Anyways, no, you know me. Maybe it's just me, but I, a couple times I, I got pinched on the, hey, uh, who's Jennifer on your Netflix? You're like, I don't know. You don't ask, know. baby. <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. Princey, what, what's your go to movies up there for Christmas time? 
I'm a, I'm a big Home Alone guy. I love that one. I love watching it every single year. It makes me laugh every single time. It's it's good. Like like Oppie, my my young boys, they're probably a little too young to watch that one. So my boys, they love uh, the newest Grinch movie that was on Netflix, the cartoon version. Uh, my wife got the recommendation from Kristen and little Bo. So my boys love the Grinch. With Jim Carrey? The no, Grinch that game. one's a little too scary for the boys. There's a new cartoon one that came out that was on Netflix and... Apparently, all the kids like it. Okay, I think my favorite movie, boys, is I need your opinion on this. Um, is the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen? Are you guys fans of those or what? I love Tim Allen. Do you like the Santa Claus? All three of them? They're unbelievable. Love them. I like the one where Tool they, Man Tim. Where, where yeah. the Santa Claus two? Where is that Tool Man Tim? Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Tool Man. Yeah. yeah, Tool Man Tim. Buzz Lightyear. Where they make the uh, clone of him? Where they make the clone up in the workshop because he's got to go get married? And the guy just turns into a fucking prick Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and then for me, boys, this is not for your totally kids. Totally backfired. This is not for your kids. Um, fucking Bad Santa. I'm going to watch Bad Santa at least once this fucking... With Billy Bob Thornton. Is yeah, he's name? a legend. I mean, that's not really a Christmas spirit movie, but... Does Santa, Santa does what? He has a booze problem and... He's just a just a greasy just, old perv. Yeah. yeah, him. Remember the. Um, he's angry too, isn't he? His little buddy. You can't. You gotta what? Yeah, the little the little, little black guy. Yeah, the little black guy. He, little he's, black guy. They're trying to steal something out of the safe. Mm -hmm. So obviously he got to dress up as Santa Claus, but he can't keep Billy Bob together. He's just getting pinned. He goes down there, watches like the young girls play it's volleyball. Like, <laughs> he's just like a creep, man. It's like get him to the Greek. There's no chance you can get him there. There's no chance. So, those are my those are my go tos. And then obviously, what are your boys' thoughts on Christmas vacation? I mean, it's a fucking staple. Chubby Chase. Well, I mean, look at my house. I go full Griswolds you all are, the time. You are. All the time. Pack that house. Let's go, baby. What's his name? Lloyd. No, not Lloyd Griswold. Lloyd. <laughs> What's no, his name? His name. Um, Clark Griswold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There Clark Griswold. I like when he's bringing the tree and the neighbor goes, where are you going to put that tree? He goes, bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a classic. See, I'll watch that. For sure. If I we didn't that. have a My party, if we didn't that. have that Christmas party to go to tonight, I'd probably watch that with you. Hey, hey oh, what's special up, special edition Santa Claus coming in town. Hey, Hall, you want to sit down? Talk to the boys? What's your favorite Christmas movie? Christmas Vacation. Ah, um, we just talked about it. Right on cue, buddy. Right That's on what we were talking about. Right on vacation. You should see, hey, so by the way, Al has a beautiful boat he keeps at my house. Uh, he came over last week, and uh, he decked out the Duffy. And fuck, we got the lights all over at Santa. And I know, I was with you. A couple reindeer. Are they working now? Yeah, they're fucking working now. All right. Yeah. Right. He had to fix the fuse. What was the problem? The, the fuse. The fuse. Yeah, you put so much lights on there, you got to have a backup generator, but. I was Clark Griswold, baby. Yeah, that was, no, that was an Ashley job. We, we took it over to uh, Louis by the Bay the other night, and I was like, fire up the lights. And yeah, no, it was the fuse key. Didn't have enough fucking juice for it, did you, boys? Yeah, we need a little, give him some Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I will say this about Christmas Vacation too. Is my other favorite part is when he's out, when he's out cleaning the shitter, and he's just like, "Shitter's full." <laughs> <laughs> Underrated one for Christmases. I just watched that the other night for Christmas. Jesus, Obi, how many movies do you get to watch? I watched two Christmas movies last night. It's my first two Christmas two movies. in a row. I watched two. I don't two. know the last time I've ever watched. I fell two asleep movies during four Christmases. Okay. I like the sweaters, boys. Yeah, Good yeah. Job. Thank Good you. Job. Sweaters are mint. That was a nice uh, gift for us by one of our, our partners. Surprise, uh, kind of a cool setup. So we had a nice little party the other night, and then everybody broke those out. Yeah, that party looked amazing. Sorry I missed it. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Missing curfew. Good year, baby. Come on, baby. All right. Thanks, A-Hall. Um, up dog, another one. What's another favorite part of that Christmas? There's so many good lines in that movie. Um, 
You know me. I'm a terrible line movie guy. You are. I can just Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber is all I can do. Have you seen Four Christmases with A. <laughs> Which is why I've already threw it. Princey, have you seen Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn? I have, and my wife actually watched it on the plane ride home from Mexico two weeks ago. Oh wow! I'm starting to realize I don't watch enough movies. Well, because you, you don't sit down. You got, to watch a movie, you got to sit down. Yeah, That's your I, problem. I can't do that. All right, before we get into some World Junior Updog, what is going on at your house for Christmas? To walk me through it. What's is it at your house here in Newport? Yeah. Or where are you doing? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're hosting the Hale family. My, Christina's um, parents are in town from Florida. We got Izzy Florida. at, a, That's at where an they age. Live? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, they moved out to Florida last year. So, um, but they red, often come back. Good they, red state. They're good family. Uh, real tight knit family. Four yeah, girls. Four, gr- four, four girls. Four girls. Yeah, Duke Hale. He's wow. a legend. Four girls. What did he do before he was married? Uh, <laughs> um, four girls. Wow. He, uh, yeah, good guy. Indiana. Great guy. Loves I, met the him, I met him at your Thanksgiving. Two loves years the ago. Pacers. Loves the Hoosers. Big basketball guy. Legend. He's a funny guy. No, I, I hung out with him at your Thanksgiving two years ago. So, well, you know, it's me, him, and Matt because we're, you know, tight. You stay tight, eh? When there's so many girls, you got to have good camaraderie with the boys. You get outnumbered. Yeah. Um, no, and then there's there's Wayne too. Wayne's uh, Wayne's good guy. He's a guitar player. Sick one. Will he jam out at the Christmas? I got a couple of guitars there, and actually, one of my Christmas presents while I was at the Spangler Cup, Christina came over and watched me there. She brought me a guitar. Wow. So it was one of my better uh, better gifts. A little a little Martin. It's pretty Sweet. juice. Actually, it's a Taylor. I was way off. I don't know the difference. All I know is I would sometimes I'd go with Factor. Oh, you know, the, Charlie yeah, Boy. I would go to Factor. Factor would hit every guitar shop and on the road. Like that was his of thing when we land. So I would go the odd time with him and he would show, hey, this is a sick guitar. I'm like, I don't fucking know. So, let's, let's so go. I'd be like, let's go hit happy. Let's go hit happy hour. I don't care about <laughs> <the> guitar. <laughs> buy the guitar. Fuck the guitar factor. Let's go hit happy hour. So we're uh we're gonna do the dinner at the house and um you know, boxing day is a big day. World Huge juniors day. World Junior starts. I can't wait. And uh and then the twenty seventh, Obes, we're going to go up to Aspen and spend uh, spend some time there with uh, with you. I'll see you there. I get in there on the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Yeah. Awesome. I'll see you on the chair left on the 29th. Fuck the gondola. Yeah. Let's go. Should we get in the same gondola? I'll, I'll take the gondola with you for yeah, sure. Let's get up there. Maybe hot box it. Bring a little flask. I'm going to have a little flask in my. Uh, yeah, we can bring the weed pen. Yeah. I'm going to have a little flask in my. Uh, I think it's nice. Uh, I think it'll be a nice time. Shout out to. Uh, uh, Mike Carabini, Beanie's dad. Last year I went skiing with him in Vail and he made me an old fashioned on the gondola. Come on. An old fashioned. He made the, it? He had it. He had in the his, bitters and the fucking. Uh, fucking everything. The bitters. <laughs> he had it in his, buddy, I swear to God. He had it in his fanny Where pack. Where did he get the ice from? I think he just took some snow maybe off the run, yeah. off the skis and put it in there. I was like, I'd throw some snow in there. I don't care. Maybe he had ice too, but he had this fanny pack, like oh, a big fanny pack. And I was. I was just about to kind of let him have it a little bit, eh? About like, hey, hey nice fanny pack. How did you fun. not marry this girl? Your <laughs> old man's making your old fashions on the fucking chair. She had enough of me, I guess. Hey, anyway, so he pulls it out. <laughs> he's got the old, fa- he's got the old fashion, old fashioned mix with the with the orange and the bitters. And I'm on the chairlift. I'm like, that's next God. level. So I'm not gonna go Michael Carabini on you, yeah. but I will bring some. Some good old fashioned yeah, Jameson totally. for you. Even if you don't marry her, you should still stay buddies with him. Who's talking? Who's getting married? What's all this married does? This time <laughs> of year got you all fucking sentimental over there. No, no. I this just, is missing curfew. There's I've no marriage a, talk. I'm missing curfew. I've never had a, a potential father in law make me drinks on the chairlift. It's pretty awesome. Well, listen, it wasn't the family loved me. <laughs> I think the family loved me. I, I, it was the beanie, I think. Ah, uh, buddy, that, what's there not to love? I think it was the what's beanie. What's there not to I love? I think it was Mr. the beanie. That, so, and my care beanie, shout out to you, buddy. 
Princey, what's going on up there besides you won't be able to watch any flames? What's going on in the yeah. Prince household? Well, it's a it's a busy year this year because last year, that this time last year, we we had to stay in our houses. We didn't get Christmas. So my little boy missed out. So we've got to hit That's two sad. families. My yeah. My I spent last Christmas uh doing missing curfew stuff. But um a boy, my always wife, <laughs> always. And I I probably will still do missing curfew stuff on Christmas this we year. We need to get you a couple I, elves to help you out. <laughs> We can't be having you. We should dress you up like we, Santa listen, Claus. We'll though. give you we'll give you Christmas morning off. Other than that, stay stay okay. at it. All right. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, my wife's family lives up in Medicine Hat. You know, Medicine Hat Tigers, Joffrey, Lupus. the Smarty we're Box, the old yeah, Smarty Box. We're, we're gonna head up to Medicine Hat and see the family there. And then my dad and uh, my mom they live out in a town just outside of Calgary called Strathmore. So we're gonna hit Strathmore on the way back. My dad loves World Juniors, so I know we're going to be able to sit down and watch that. I'll see my brother, my sister. So it, it's going to be a good time making up for lost time from last year. That's for sure. Can we guarantee a Canada in the finals? Because I might just book this trip. Yeah. Well, we need we need to get a – yeah. I think they'll be in the finals. Are we right? getting a bird? Who's in their division? It was – the only teams in there were – I think they're in with Finland. That could be the only team that could maybe yeah. disrupt. That'll be a question for our guest today, Yeah, our, our, our big-time guest. Um, I'm looking forward to hanging out with my nephews. I'm going to take Porter skating. He's been he's been learning. He's been getting better. I'm going to take him in there, maybe rub him out in the corner. And then, yeah, I'm going to drink Crown Royal. I'm going to drink Crown Royal. I'm going to drink Crown Royal and watch the World Juniors on Boxing Day. I can't wait. I'm going to drink a big old two sixer of it. Really? You just take the lid off and you just. <laughs> and the lid, you don't even care about the lid up, dog. You just keep her humming. And then my mom just keeps looking at me like, "Are you going to drink that whole bottle, Shane?" Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, I am. Mom. So is that the play for just on the twenty sixth, or will you just twenty fourth? Will you go crowning all? all I'll week? go twenty fourth Christmas Eve night crown. Yeah, and my parents go to bed early now. They're a little bit older, so I'm going to stay at their house that night. So it's I'll so be up funny. by myself. You it's, know, it's it's something. I, all my buddies drink Crown Royal. I only drink it when I go home for Christmas. Yeah, and in the summer. And I know why. <laughs> <laughs> and I know why because it's so fucking good. And like, do you put like any? Uh, you know, you don't I put eggnog put, in there or anything no, I like put that ice in the morning. With a splash of Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> and Crown I mean hey, for you Americans down there, if you ever go up to Canada, Port Hope in the middle of winter, you drink fucking Crown and Cokes. You drink Crown and Cokes. Or maybe a Crown and Gingy. But that's more mm. of a summer drink, Crown and Gingy. You maybe I those. should send you up with some of the uh, Silver Ave rum. What do you think? <laughs> I'll drink it. Yeah, oh, let's yeah. see how that goes. Is, well, that maybe, your, is that your rum company? That's our rum company, yeah. Well, oh. you know. We invested in it, but Silver A Rum. How are you? How come it's not the official rum of Missing Curfew? Well, now that you're drinking and telling everyone you're a rum and coke guy, I mean, fuck. Crown and coke. Well, yeah, but. But, I, but you know you what? Know I mean? what? I, oh, it's whiskey. <clears throat> no, it's not it's, rum. It's whiskey, but I'll tell you, I used to drink rum. My first drink when I was drinking in like, you know, junior hockey, I was a rum guy. And yeah. at my boy Steve Cramp's house one night, I drank a little bit too much white rum. It was around this time of year. I came back from junior hockey. Mm -hmm. You know how you get a break in the dub in the OHL, you get like a week off. Come home, I get fucking just hammered on Bacardi white rum. <laughs> and I'm out front puking in his fucking parents' yeah. bush. And from that day on, uh, I wasn't really a rum See, guy. See, Silver A won't get you, uh, won't get you puking. Not even it's if you fine. drink the whole bottle or what? No, and we got a white rum too. We got coconut, wow. chocolate, and a reserve. The reserve was like tequila though. It's got I, I didn't a nice even know you oaky, had a rum. It's got a nice oaky taste. I didn't even know you had a I mean, I don't own it, but, but you I, got fire, I fired a couple Benjis at it. That's Get nice. it off the ground. Yeah, yeah. Well, boys, I hope you have a great Christmas. Um, 
Princey, we love all your hard work here. Updog, you're the man. Let's talk World Juniors. We got another great guest. Last week, last week we had Craig Button, who's a beauty. Now you got the fucking voice of the World Juniors coming we do. up. Yeah, we, we got do. Gordon Miller coming up next. But obviously, Uppy, you played in it. I will say, when I think of World Juniors, obviously growing up as a kid, it's one thing. But the one World Juniors I remember, and it's when you played, it was when Toots was, and I want to ask Gordon about this, but he was up in the booth, you know, calling this game. When he, the Swedes came out for the first game. And fucking the old 2-2 train. And the look on these Swedish kids' faces was like, I mean, the shit was running down the leg. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Get me back to the fucking Swedish elite league here. That, for me, when I think of World Juniors, besides back in the day, right, with maybe Lindros and those guys, but that's the one time where I was watching it playing junior hockey. I'm like, these Swedish kids want no part of this game. I tell you, uh, Toots that year had... Um... <sighs> he had kind of it all he was scoring goals in in um in brandon so he came on our team he was almost leading the dub in goals he had 40 something goals that year uh but what he brought was um you know a sense of you know he brought like canada together through this crazy insanity like style of play and i don't think there's ever been a canadian ever to play like that ever again like fanuf was probably another guy that that would just murder guys but toots you know, forget that there was a puck on the ice for that tournament. He His job was to go out, create energy, and he had the building in Halifax absolutely rocking every time. He had the whole country rocking. Yeah, he did. And he I, did. I didn't really know who Jordan Tutu was because I was in the OHL and he was playing in Brandon. So I remember looking at your guy's squad or whatever, and, and you're like, this Tutu guy plays a physical game. And I flipped the fucking first period on. I'm like, well, that's an understatement. This, like, I was like, I'm going to have to play against this guy yeah. in the American League. And Toots in the American League, too, was, I mean. Toots was one. just a Toots and Pee Wee. Um, I, I can't wait to have Toots on this podcast. Yeah, we want. I want Toots in studio though. No, I, I, I he, that's kind of been the agreement. Yeah. He's, um, he still hasn't been in the U.S. in you know two I years know. now. Um, but we got to get him on. But anyway, he, uh, he had this fucking, he had this energy buddy that was going crazy. He had all his family in the crowd. They were running up and down the aisles with with the Nunavut flags. Um, he had a big, big group of people from, from Rankin and Lit. And, uh, you know, something I'll always remember is, is just Yoni Pitkinen, who still to this day can't, you hear Jordan Tutu's name. He runs out of the building. Yeah. Uh, My tummy's sore. My tummy's sore. Like this is in the NHL. You wouldn't play against him. Never. Wow. No, I played with him in Philly for the half a year and, and we played, we were playing Nashville and he's like, he didn't come to the rink. He just said, nope, I'm not coming. My my tu- my tummy my tummy. No, Toots, buddy, he, he was scary to play against yeah. early in his career when he just was running around and he was scary, especially as a defenseman because you're like fuck, I gotta go back and get pucks all night against this guy. Like, yeah, it's dangerous. So we just had such a good group. We had like I got your team here. Yeah, I know, I know, but you know, the year before, um, you know, Carla Koyakovo, Pierre Marc Bouchard, myself. I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you this about this guy. When when you first met this guy. And I think you were the captain in 2003, right? I was the captain, yeah. What did you think of Pierre Alexander Pronto when he first met? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, he couldn't speak a lick English. He couldn't speak English when he came to... So so him and Bouchard, him and Pierre-Marc Bouchard were like super tight. Played on the same line. They, I think they even played on the same team. But he was this guy, like all of a sudden could come out of nowhere and he was scoring goals and guys are like this this kid from the queue is going to make our team like he's a sniper he was using a wooden stick wasn't he was he? And we all use fucking wood. Well, oh, yeah, well, we, we, yeah, we no most wood. of us used uh blades like we, we would have the shaft, the with, shaft the blade. with the blade yeah yeah some of us yeah. like pierre marc bouchard and pa both used wooden i wooden just remember twiggies. them having wood tw- yeah kyle wellwood wooden twig um 
How toots, good was Wally? Toots, I think, had a wooden twig. It was it was fucking wooden twig days. Well, Welly was so good. Like I played against Welly when he was in Belleville, and you you look at him and he you know he same way in the NHL. Like, but couldn't skate. Wasn't not in great shape, but like you couldn't hit him. He was smarting everyone. Like in Belleville on the big ice, like you couldn't touch him. Hey, suspect wasn't in good shape, but he was in good shape. Yeah, like he didn't. He no, had, I know that's he what had I mean. the baby fat still and a little belly. Like he had a beer belly. Yeah, but he could his. VO2s were out of the char- off the charts at our draft off the charts and the guy could skate and skate and skate and and no he wasn't a great skater but look at the career he had buddy he made was, plays his stick was the size of this pen yeah he was one of our best players my two years in Vancouver in the playoffs um but poor Welly so he gets one they take him out of Toronto he goes to Vancouver and then I guess somebody from Vancouver or somebody from Toronto whatever well, he was laying by his pool, and they snapped a picture oh, of him, yeah. and his fucking barrel was hanging out, and they put on this cover of the Vancouver side. <laughs> yeah, it was free agency, too, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, they just signed him or yeah. something, and I was like, but like you said, he was in shape. He just didn't have he the has... physical frame, but one of the smartest hockey players, um, fearless, like he would go in the corners and not get hit, and yeah. he was great for us in the playoffs, and he was good in that tournament for you guys. I, I, had, uh, I, had, one of a, I had a great phantom apple. I think I chipped it out of the zone, and I'm watching Welly from behind now take a guy wide he's a righty he takes him down the left wing wall and he comes to the net he gets tripped and he pulls it to his forehand and just roofs it it was probably yeah, yeah. Our, it was probably our highlight of world that's juniors the goal, that year. that's the goal i'm talking about yeah it was I, I mean this is just the shit he could do he pull it off and he was a big reason why our team was so good he was a, he was a great player Derek roy i think he's still Roy-Z? playing is he still playing roy's he's still playing I think Rosie's still playing. Ian White, Ian White was a legend. Stage beauty. Jeff Ian White, Wo- almost, missed Jeff the, Ian White almost missed the final game, eh? What happened? Almost slept in. <laughs> I had adjoining rooms to him, and I was I was literally going to the rink, and he was still sleeping. And I'm like, buddy, and I, I wasn't going super early, but I'm like, bro, you gotta get gotta get up. Like we got a fucking game. It's actually the finals. And uh, it's the gold medal game, yeah, Whitey. Here, let's go, buddy. You know, two o'clock game. I'm like, fuck, it's time to get up. <laughs> what do you do the night before? Just he's just a good sleeper. He, you know, he liked to go down. He's a good, he's a good sleeper. It can happen. I mean, Joel Ward, I love Ward, one of my favorite teammates. He, before game six in the second round against Vancouver, we're like in the meeting, we're like, where's Wardo? He was still just shutting her down. Like, so it can happen, right? Like, it wasn't like he was out the night before or anything. Jeff Wicca. Shout out to Wojcicki, Wojcicki, he how, uh, how good years, Alberta boy. How many years did he play in the show? Did he yeah, he played a couple. Let's talk. But uh, he scored one of our biggest goals for our team that year against the Americans, and it was in the semis or the quarters. I think it was a tie game till late, and we're going to get Princey to pull that up too. Um, but yep. he scored a huge, huge goal for us, and uh, you know, moments like that in, in tournaments, short tournaments, are huge. So. Boise. Yeah, you said that last week to, to Craig, and it's true about like had such a short tournament and having to get your guys going and scoring big goals. You make make sure everyone feels good. You played two hundred and seventy eight National League games. Yeah. For who? Shy Town? Who else? You played for um St. Louis, I think. Played for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Played for the Edmonton Roadrunners. Did he not play in Chicago? Played for Dallas. And he had a cup of coffee with the Rangers. Ah. He's coaching in the AGHL right now. For who? Sherwood Park. No shit. The and Sherwood he, Park Crusaders. It, Are they still called yeah. the Crusaders? Wow. Yeah. By the way, Fort McMurray's uh, having a year. My brother said they're they're leading their division. Yeah, they are. I follow the AJHL quite well. My brother my brother played for the Oil Barons too, Uppy. Come on. Yep. I didn't yeah, even know you had a brother. Barons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's we'll your brother's name? Brett. 
His name's Brett, and you know what a funny thing up he is? He played with Colton Pareko on the Oil Barons. So you got a brother named Brett. I got a brother named Brent. Brent. And yep. they both played for the fucking Oil Barons. It's yeah, awesome. And my, bro- my brother recently told me that um, he knows he knew your niece, Emma. Um, one of, uh, I think, Emma's mother billeted someone. Fucking so my family tree to, here today. My <laughs> brother used to go over. Shannon <laughs> billeted yeah. Colton Pareko. Fuck, come yeah, on so up yeah, there in Alberta. Everything. Your cousin dated my cousin who dated your third hey, cousin who dated my family, ninth cousin. The old family tree looks like a wreath up there, fella. <laughs> it looks like a yeah. Christmas hey, wreath. Hey, listen, I get it's cold up there. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Emma is, uh, she's my little niece. She's the hockey player. She's she the loves one hockey, right? Yeah, she's. I just got a video of her on the outdoor rink that my brother built. All the girls, she's doing one-timers. What an outdoor rink. Nice. I saw, you showed me a video of Big Scott out there. With oh, the yeah. The hose. Yeah. Did you have that when you were growing up? Did they? Did... Uh, buddy, my dad made me a rink in my first house, and I was skating on it when I was like two, which is why wow. I'm getting Izzy some skates for Christmas, yeah, yeah, but yeah. don't tell her. I'm texting her right now. Okay. Is he? <laughs> so um, she's getting a first pair of wheels. Guess who hooked me up? Frosty. Frosty. Shout Not Frosty the snowman. Frosty, Frosty the, the beauty. Um, what was your favorite Christmas gift growing up as a kid? What hockey did you net. always... Hockey net. Okay. Come down. It wasn't wrapped. I see it there and then Fuck, I just start ripping, ripping pucks in it. Yeah. Right? Mine was uh, always hockey gloves. Always wanted the new gloves. Cooper Technoflex gloves that they used to wear in the OHL. I wanted those. Always wanted gloves. Buddy, I got... I still have them a pair of my first ever hockey gloves are Oilers gloves. And there's a picture of me like holding, like I got the Jofa helmet. Are you in a white jersey or something? No, I'm in a blue Oilers jersey. Oh, you and are? And I okay. got the fucking like long Titan yeah. Oiler gloves on. I've seen With that like picture. a Titan stick. Legendary pick. You still have that? Actually, when I went to try out for the Oilers, the day I signed the PTO, I put that picture out there as in like always wanted to try it, like obviously, obviously want to play for him. Legendary photo. Yeah. Jeff Wawicka, back to him. What a junior career. Look at these numbers. 37 points, 109 pims one year. I like Tough. that. He's a farm boy, but like from Drayton Valley. I wonder if you played it's the least Drayton amount Valley, of games yeah. on your whole squad. I think I bet you did. How many Eminger play? No, Eminger? no, no. No? We're missing actually some guys on this team. These are all the NHLers that have played. So so there was some guys on your team that didn't play in the show. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. There's only seventeen. These are all the NHLers. That These play. are just yeah. the NHL guys. See, Eminger played four hundred eighty-eight games. Wow, that's a lot of games. Eminger still works for the Rangers. Four hundred eighty-eight games. Great guy. Emmy's of absolute beauty. Um, Daniel Pae, Stanley Cup champ. Yeah, great career. Flurry, Hall of Famer. Gregory Campbell, Lupel, Off Ice Hall of Famer. Gregory Campbell would always ask me to fight. Would he? <laughs> And I'm like, Supi, you sure? Yeah. Like, I, 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 I respect him. You already him. made the NHL. So I'm like, you, you know how this goes. Stanley Cup like, champ. We fought two or three times. I'm way bigger than you, but he wanted to go. So he made a great career for himself. But I just, I, I, you, you talk about changing roles. He had to change his role into a guy that was willing to fight and willing to, you know, kill penalties. So I give him all the credit in the world, actually, Gregory Campbell. I, uh, I got a story. Let's hear it. Gregory Campbell wrote a letter to... Um, the head of Canadian hockey at the time, how bad he wanted to try out for our team. Is that all it took was a letter? He wrote a letter. Fuck, I should have wrote a letter. I mean, maybe if you fucking, you know, <laughs> got, the, got the iPad out. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a There would have been some grammar. Listen, he wrote mistakes. a handwritten letter to Hockey Canada and said how much of an honor it would be if he could play for the World Junior Team. And then he got the invite. How's that? I, I, 
I know. I think it's a little bit of a ball lick move, to be honest. With you. I'm not gonna lie. No, no I disrespect, love Soupy. Soupy. I love but Soupy, but that's a, that's completely if you out want there. My that's, God honest truth. It yeah, seems that's like that's a for sure thing. Now, he was a big player for it. Good team. for him. He I, jumped in. He scored some goals. He was a great two way no, centerman, shutdown guy. Great for us. player in general. Great yeah. career. Great guy. Now, listen. If I would have known, if it would have taken a letter for me, I would have wrote the letter. Fucking so right. I can't really chirp him. But no, no, it's not, not worth chirping. But this is, you know. So he was obviously on the radar before, right? Mm -hmm. Right? He was a good player. Where did he play? Kitsch? He did. He did. So maybe the But he wasn't on the radar like in the summer or anything. No. No. Did they take you guys into a summer camp? Yeah, they did. We went to Halifax uh, in the summer. Okay. You know who else wasn't at that camp was Joffrey Lupel. He was getting pinned at the lake. eh? No, he was hurt. Remember his first uh, Anaheim, he hurt his back? Remember remember they sent him back home like kind of with a back kind of injury they did some x-rays i think he missed our whole summer oh camp. actually you know what i no, i didn't that know was that. In I, his didn't, very, I didn't know loop after his draft his first camp and in, in his first summer camp um he ended up like having some, maybe a bad back sore back and they did x-rays and then they sent him back home and he actually didn't play till like september october so it started back then for him yeah well wow. and then that. um and then he absolutely went fire um I mean, he was obviously a sick, sick player. He drafted seventh overall, but that that year he was just sniping, and they were like, "He's going to be one of our best, you know, starting right wingers." Yeah, your team was. I mean, that whole Halifax tournament was fun to watch. What do you think about? Well, Princey, what was your favorite World Junior moment, buddy? What 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 jumps out at you? Mine for sure is that stack team in 2005 when you guys had the lockout. So basically, all those first round NHL picks got put on Team Canada. Like you're talking Seabrook, Fanuf, like. Colburn, Carter, Crosby, Richards, like Getzlaff, it goes down there. So I was I was 14 years old at the time. So watching that, that's who you guys wanted to be. That's you know, you're playing Bantam hockey or whatever. That's who you wanted to be. It was a it was a really, really cool thing to watch. I mean, obviously I don't want another lockdown to see that happen again. Um, something that was really cool that happened after um the World Junior Tournament that time was I was living in Red Deer at the time. So we would go to a lot of Red Deer Rebels games. And the first game back after World Juniors was Red Deer Rebels versus the Calgary Hitmen. So opening draw, you've got Fanuf and Colin Fraser from Red Deer. And then you've got Ladd and Getzlaff. And they fought. All four of them fought off the opening face-off after the World Junior Tournament. It was Getzlaff and Fraser and Fanuf and Ladd. So they obviously had planned that out. It's great. That's unreal. Good story. Love that. Hey, there's, be- there's no video of it. I can't find it. Who the fuck is Jeff Glass on this 2005 team? Who's that? Jeff Glass? Tough. Yeah, Played in Vancouver. What? Oh, no. He's the that's, goalie. Jeff Glass that's the goalie. Tan, from, uh, oh, Tanner Glass. Yeah, Tanner. he's a beauty. Jeff Glass was a goalie from... Um, yeah. He, no, he was from Kootenai, and he was legit. Yeah. Like, legit, legit. You know who else was fucking legit, unfortunately, and had a short career due to an injury? Dan Blackburn. Yeah. He I was a world Coot- junior goalie Coot- before... Kootenai Ice, right? He was so nasty. Yeah. If he was like a... Was he a first overall pick? He was the first rounder of the Rangers. I don't yeah. know if he was a first overall, but he, he wasn't was a high. first, first overall. Round. He was high, high, first high, round of the high, high. Yeah, Uppy, how do you think? Before we get to our guest, I always wait. How do you think your 2003 team would have done against the 2005 team? 2005 is they say yeah. the best team ever. Ever, yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been a good game. It would have been a good game. I think you guys got a little more toughness than they do. We would have. Uh, we would have had a fucking blast having beers after. I tell you that. Oh, I would have been a hell of a shaker. <sighs> that would be. They game got to some. Watch. They got some absolute studs. That was team. a wagon team. We got to ask Gord about that team when he comes on. Boys, love you. Merry Christmas. Coming at you next, Gord Miller. Welcome back to Missing Curfew. 
Updog. Last week we had Craig Button breaking down the depth, the teams, and now you pulled out another legend, World Junior legend, the voice of the World Juniors. Yeah, you're starting to hear him a lot now because, you know, coast to coast, Toronto Maple Leafs, Edmonton Oilers, uh, a lot of stars up there right now. So you get this guy's voice uh, every so often. Every boxing day I hear it. Every Now that we got this ESPN Plus down here, we get to we get to watch all the, the games up north. So and I like, you, get, you get World Juniors on NHL Network yeah. too. So I've been listening to this guy for years. Well, without further ado, a guy that I've known since I was a kid. And, uh, you know, he actually announced my draft in Toronto and we're going to get to that. But uh, Mr. Gord Miller, it's a pleasure to have you on Missing Curfew. Merry Christmas and how are you? Very well. Merry Christmas to you two guys. You're you're looking very festive. I'm, I'm, I'm I wish I'd uh, I had to I had to make some cuts when I was packing. I had to cull the herd a bit, so I wasn't able to bring my ugly Christmas sweater. I'm not able <laughs> yeah. to ugly Christmas sweaters. Yeah, um, I wasn't able to bring mine. Well, we were we would give you the heads up, but we we know you're a pro. We know you're traveling. I think you're probably on the road for the better part of a month now. So you know we we don't need you to fill up your suitcase with any ugly Christmas sweaters. We'll leave that to the professionals down here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah Goro, you were telling us before we got on, 32 days on the road. Um, yeah. Up dog, I don't know if I could have handled that even in my prime. How is that for like you? Obviously, got to take care of yourself and and stuff like that. Well, that's a long time to be out there. Yeah, the hardest thing is to pack for a trip that, where you go Edmonton, Calgary. Red Deer, Vancouver, Vegas, Arizona. There's not a lot of <laughs> you kind of have to Don't you should just keep winter, a my winter coat's gonna come in handy in Vegas. Yeah, you just throw a pair of trunks in the very bottom of the suitcase for, for Vegas and Phoenix. <laughs> hey, just a pair of trunks. Hey, you haven't figured it yeah, you haven't bought a place down in Phoenix yet? A little a little uh you know, vacation home. Jeez, just just keep some, some the, gear down there. I'm the only guy from Western Canada that doesn't have a place in uh, in Arizona. No, I I don't. So I I, I have enough trouble with one home. I don't. Yeah. I can't handle two. Where, where is home for you now in the off season, Gordo? Where do you spend your summers? Or Toronto. I'm Toronto. in Toronto. So okay. I've, I've lived there for 31 years. I, I'm in Edmonton doing this now. I, I grew up here and worked here. I covered the Oilers in the 80s, but um, I've been in Toronto since 1990. Okay, whereabouts? I, I grew up in Port Hope, so I'm kind of familiar with the city. Where are you right in the city? My, or? Daughter, my daughter goes to school in Port Hope. Um, Trinity oh, College. But, uh, yeah. Wow. And, she's um, yeah. Smart so, one. So uh, I live. I live Midtown in Toronto. Okay, cool. Sort of, yeah. Gordon, my address? You, are you going to get my address out here, Obi? Like, like, what are we doing here? No, 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 no. I, I just if I remember the city. I might stop by for a drink. So now that now that I can yeah. track you down, so I know where you are. Uh, we'll send him. We'll send him a package. Yeah, missing yeah. curfew package. I'll, yeah. I'll get your address. Gord, did you ever think back in the '80s covering the Oilers? Uh, I, that's when I first started watching the Oilers and loved them. Born in the '80s, uh, that you would be the voice of Christmas time for Canadians coast to coast. Uh, a time of year that um, we all look forward to. Even as Shane and I grow older and we're still living down in the U.S. and California, we. We love this time of year. Love listening to you. But um, you know, how did you get into the World Juniors, and and how you know how special is it this time of year for you? You know, it's really something. I and I, you know, I, when I worked at in Edmonton, I worked at CBC, and, and they used to cover the tournament, but they only showed a couple of games. And then TSN took it over in 1991, and I just started there, and and you could see it start to take off. You know, and then in 1990, so I hosted it uh, from the studio. A couple of times and then i was the on-site host from 95 to 2001 and you could just see how it was coming and uh when they made me the play-by-play announcer i i think i was just you know you're so focused on the moment and, and the one thing about the world junior is you know if, if i was down you know in, in newport beach and i got a call hey gord you got to call a ducks kings game in an hour i could do it it wouldn't be great 
but I could do it. I know enough. I know the players. You, you could do it. You can't do that with this tournament because you don't know the players. So the amount of prep you have to do to, to not just, you know, know their numbers, but recognize them by the way they skate, who they are, get the stories. That's the, that's the hard part of it. And that's the, that's the fun and challenging part of it. And one of the great things about it is that, you know, there's so, there's so much turnover from year to year. You only get usually three or four returning players, but it's all new players every year. So it's like this fresh canvas every, every tournament. Gordo, you, you bring up the, the other countries and stuff. And when I watch you guys do your, you know, do your thing every Christmas. And now that me and up here in the business, I, I butcher normal North American Canadian names. <laughs> Are you ever nervous when you look at the Finnish squad or the Russian squad? You're like, how am I going to pronounce this guy's name? Or, or what's the secret to that? Well, you know, people ask me that all the time. Like, how do you get all those names right? I, I always say, you don't know those players. How do you know I'm right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I, I think the one thing is once you've done it for a while and you learn the kind of linguistic differences, um, it gets easier. So, so Russian names, for the most part, the accent is on the middle syllable. Which is interesting because if he kind of over if he come over twenty years later, Sergei Fedorov would have been Sergei Fedorov. That's how you say his name in Russian. And I think we're moving more towards the way the players say their names at home. So, for example, um, remember from Anaheim, Andre Kasha. Well, he's Andre Kasha in Toronto because in, in Czech you say Andre. And so I think we're moving towards that. I'm comfortable saying people's names any way they like. To be honest, the one that. What bugs me is when they change it because then I double clutch trying to think, is, is it this or is it that? But, but for the most part, and I, I told Ray Ferraro when he started, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if we get a name wrong as long as we do it the same way. Yeah, totally. but, we obviously, but we obviously try as best we can to get it right. And, and it's, an, you know, language changes and there's, it evolves and, um, and we've evolved along with it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I hate when guys, you know, take their their wife's name and change their name midway through their career. That's that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, I, I look back at my World Junior experience and just how tight, like especially when you go over to Europe and and you mm -hmm. have these special moments in tournaments in Canada. Uh, how special is it for you to integrate with these teams? You know, you always travel as part of Team Canada usually. And you meet all the families and you get to integrate into this like special Christmas weekend with the, um, you know, with the families. What, what stands out about that experience year after year after year, uh, meeting the dads and the moms and the brothers and, yeah. and how special that well, is? The sad part is, you know, we haven't the last couple of years, right? Because of, you know, last year there was in a bubble, no fans. Um, you know, we didn't get to talk to the players except by Zoom which isn't the same. So I miss that. Yeah. I mean, sure. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I remember meeting your parents, you know, like yeah. it's, 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 um, I, I think that's part of the great, you know, when you're away every Christmas, there's this sort of community of people. And the amazing thing now is so many Canadians go when it's in Europe, like 3000 Canadians, I think went to the Czech Republic in 2020 when it was there. So, yeah, I think that's the, that's the neat part of it. And um, it's um, I, I think just, you know, getting to know players before they play in the NHL and seeing them at this level is different. And certainly, you know, like when I see Jason Spezza, who played, you know, with you in, in the O2 tournament, you know, even now, 20 years later, we still, you know, laugh about that tournament. And, you know, that tournament that you played in in the Czech Republic, your first one. So you, you were lucky. You got one in Europe and one yeah. in Canada. And Halifax was crazy in 03. But, but in 02, 
in Radic Kralova, we were all staying in that hotel. The food was terrible. Remember that? Like everything <laughs> yeah, was boiled. <laughs> so I, I actually bought a big pot and was making pasta for myself. And I wound up cooking for a bunch of the players. Remember like – I do remember guy, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys, like, can you make me a plate of spaghetti because the, the food downstairs is so bad. So I, I was making food for myself and, and then – well, I got in trouble because I was playing cards with uh, – I taught Rick Nash how to play hearts. Awesome, man. For money. And, and Stan Butler, the coach, was not happy that I was playing cards with Jay Harrison and Rick Jay Nash and those guys. So I had to, yeah, I had to tone it down a bit. Hey, talk about Stan Butler uh, a little bit. He was, so just a brief little story. We did Christmas exchange gifts the night before, like our first game. And Jarrett Stoll had, had me as the gad gift. So Stoley was buying me a gift. Now, it was just all jokes, right? You buy some guy like an ugly Christmas sweater or whatever. Well, Stoley gave me... A uh, six pack of like Kolsch beer, like Czech beer, a pack yeah. of cigarettes, and like I don't know what else he gave me, but <laughs> so so he's like, here's Uppy, you know, here's some beers and whatever for him, and, and Stan Butler's like kind of looking at me, and he's like, he's like, really? I didn't know. What, what, he's a Devil Boy. So Stan Butler, the whole fucking tournament was calling me Devil Boy. Like I, I couldn't go on the ice. Like so, I'd go on the ice, and he'd call me back off, or he'd be like, Devil Boy, you're up. Yeah. Do you recall uh, my draft? So my draft. Yes. So I'll let Gord tell the story about my draft. But Nashville is up and picks me at sixth overall, and he's doing the voice. So do you remember yeah, what he said? And I think I and I think I said Devil Boy. Yeah, the <laughs> Devil Boy's <laughs> going <laughs> to Nashville. Like I'm like <laughs> Devil Boy's going to Nashville. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I, well, I probably shouldn't have said that. No, but, but it then was, I, but yeah. even before the draft, because that because that was uh, your draft was 02, Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2002. So it was right before Halifax. Cause you're, cause the- you're late birthday, right? Yep. Yep. So, um, so prior to that draft, you came to the Stanley cup final, they brought a bunch of the top prospects to the Stanley cup final Detroit versus Carolina. And you were in Detroit. Uh, no, no, we went Carolina. to Carolina. Yeah. Loops, we me, Nash, Bowmeister. Yep. Yeah. And, and so, so I say, Hey, devil boy. And, <laughs> and again, I got, you know, all these NHL guys around. I had to kind of rein it back in, but, um, that was a funny trip because because you were there, the draft prospects were there, and um, there was a contest winner from uh, Labatt's. They had uh, they had this thing where, if in a case of beer, if you got like a, a gold Stanley Cup, you won a trip to the Stanley Cup final. So this this father and son from Newfoundland came down to Carolina, and they were they were kind of fish out of water. They didn't really know anybody. So the league asked me if I would come down and meet them. And, and so I went down and, and, uh, and like I say it was a father and son. And I said, how did you guys win this? He goes, Oh yeah. The boy bought a box of beer at the, at the liquor store. And the guy from the box like, no, 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 sir. No, no, sir. Your 16 year old son did not buy a case of beer. That was, <laughs> was you bought the, remember you bought the case of beer. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, so that was a fun, but I just remember like uh, you guys, I remember you guys looking around at the final cause they had you right down by the glass. Remember? And for and the, Pavel tr- Datsu, yeah. And Pavel Datsu scored an unbelievable goal. And you guys were all like, you know, looking on it, and, and then the, like it's good league. Long after you're inside that glass. Well, it was it was I believe Larry Onoff scored in triple overtime that game. The it professor, was so, yeah. The professor scored, and then uh, Keon, Dave Keon, who was uh, in charge of the NHL at the time, like Dave so, Keon Jr. Dave, Dave, Dave Keon, Keon Jr., Sunday. who's always in the box in Toronto. He he. The night before this game, he gave us mistakenly he gave us the NHL credit card to go have dinner, so we went to Hooters. And we, me, Lupul. Why wouldn't you? Me, Lupul. Why wouldn't you go to Nash? 
Bowmeister, um, Pierre Marc Bouchard. <laughs> we're, we're in control of like this, you know, the team credit card. And we went and had just a, you know, a good night out. And then that was Raleigh. I love that you went to Hooters. Yeah, of course. It was right across the street from the hotel. So, um, Gordo, I want to ask you just, you talk about Europe and stuff like that. And, and from a guy who never played in it, but as a fan now, when it's in Canada, <laughs> I think it's the best. Do you think it's still important? I, I know COVID now, but when we move forward, do you still you think it's important to, to have the tournament in Europe and in Czech Republic yeah. and Sweden and places like that? Sure. I think the biggest myth about the World Juniors that, that fans in Europe don't care. There was there was just a three way bidding war in Sweden for uh, for the rights. Jonas Brodin from Minnesota Wild said the other day it's the biggest thing in Sweden. Like people are up in the middle of the night watching. It's it's huge. Finland when Russia played Canada in the gold medal game in the 2020 tournament, like 38 million people watched in Russia. It was one of the highest rated sporting events of the year. So yeah, I think it's really important. And it's, I, I just think it's a, it's a great event. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, in, in my business, um, you're very fortunate if you get um, a property or an event that is, you know, that you're very closely attached to. And, I, and I'm very honored. It, it honestly, like, it's funny, Shane, what you said, you know, earlier but uh, literally not a week goes by that someone doesn't say that to me that, you know we all watch you on boxing day or we all watch you new year's eve or our family all get and that's a huge honor to me that's that's one of the nicest things that people can say you know as opposed to stop standing on my foot you know which is what <laughs> also what people say to me <laughs> um how many color guys have you been through in your in your tenure for this? Because I had Pierre Maguire with you for two years, and you know I always think when well, I hear no, Pierre, yeah, 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 Gary Green the first year, Gary Green the first year in Czech, Pierre yeah. was in Halifax. Yeah, so so Gary Green, yeah, uh, Pierre, then Ray, and we'll see how long Ray lasts. Like I drove the first two off, so we'll see how long Ray lasts. <laughs> How was it working with Pierre? I, listen, I love Pierre. He was so good to me throughout my career. Anytime he did my games and I would talk to him after, bump into him. I love Pierre. How was it working with him in, in that perspective as a color guy? Well, great, to put away? great enthusiasm for it. He did a lot of work. You know, I mean, the world junior is a lot of work. So you got to show up prepared. And you always, and I'm very lucky that he and, he and Ray for are both super prepared, you know, for long-term uh, broadcast partners I've had. Like, they, they, you never worry that the guy next to you isn't prepared. I want to ask you another question. Up, you can maybe answer this too because you actually played in the tournament. And, and Gord, you've seen tons of them. And the, the pressure that's put on these Canadian kids at this age, through your experience, do you think it, it, it's a good thing for them now? And do you think it helps them moving on to their NHL career? How much pressure's on them to win a gold medal? Well, I think a couple of things. I think there's a there's an attitude in Canada of kind of gold or bust. And and you know, Scotty, you, you played in two tournaments where Canada lost the gold medal game, and Look, the other teams are trying too, and the other teams have great players too. And I think that's to to, to say gold or bust is, is kind of a, a disservice to other countries. Um, I think there's, pre I mean, look, the pressure on the Swedish kids, they haven't won the tournament since 2012. You know, the, the Russians haven't won since 2011. There's there's lots of pressure on those kids too. We're just more familiar with it in Canada because we see it more often. But um, no, I, I think it, look, the, the players today, there's been a progression. You know, as you go through it and, you know, Scotty, you were part of it sort of 20 years ago on this, you know, the players are way more prepared when they get to the NHL for dealing with the media, dealing with fan pressure, dealing with television, all of that, partly because of these tournaments and the under 18s and everything else they do. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, uh, did you feel it like you in Halifax, yeah. let's say you guys must have felt it, right? Like, well, huh. yeah, as uh, you're always expected to win as a Canadian, especially on home turf. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember for us, it was, 
you know, we had some returning guys. We did not get Rick Nash or Bowmeister or Steven Weiss right. to come play with us in, in, um, in Halifax who played with us the year before and who were still eligible, but you just, you know, everything gets mounted. And I would say the pressure, uh, of, of, you know, not winning it, it affects more goaltenders, I think, moving forward into yeah, their maybe, professional yeah. career than, than mostly the players. Like, I forget who might have mentioned this. It might have been Bob McKenzie one time talking about it, but it takes a goalie after losing, you know, that final game, the heartbreak. It takes them like a few years to kind of jump into the NHL at like a full, like I think Flurry went through it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because Flurry, remember you had Flurry in Halifax. I so, did. So he was. Flurry, yeah. in, Flurry in Halifax was what, 18, I think? He was, he's a late birthday too. Yeah. Had the yellow pads. Yeah. Because yeah, you're, because you're a late birthday, right? You're a, you're yeah. October. Yeah, he was drafted two year, I believe, two years after me, because um, he played so the he next was, year where Braden Coburn shot it off his. Yeah, yeah but he was. He was. He'd already, he'd already been drafted by Pittsburgh then. He was drafted in 03. Okay. Yep. Drafted in 03 because he was a he was a late birthday in '84. So he's a late '84, like he's like a November born or something. You're October, right? Mm-hmm. So so guys born after September 15th have to wait the extra year. So Fleury had the breakout tournament in uh, in Halifax. He was unbelievable. Remember unbelievable, that? yeah. Yeah, and then the next year he comes back. He'd hardly played that year. You know, he'd been sitting in a hotel room in Pittsburgh. He hardly played. And then got to the gold medal game and, and again, had again Canada had the lead in the third period and, and lost the United States. I think it is hard. And I think that, you know, it, it's 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 – it's single elimination hockey. It's tournament yeah. hockey with a single elimination. So I always say, you know, the greatest NHL team ever assembled was Scotty Bowman's Montreal Canadiens team in the, in the late eight, the late seventies. They went 16 and three in the play or 14 and three in the playoffs. When, like they lost three games. So, but in those tournaments, you lose at the wrong time and you're done yeah. or you lose the gold medal. So I think that's, that's what we love about it is the, the excitement of that and the sort of razor's edge, you know, <laughs> like if you'd played that, if you played that Russian team in 02 in a seven game series, you probably win it. Yeah. I think the 03 team, the Russians probably win that series. Yeah, the Russians. Now, that good. was Ovech that was Ovechkin as a 16 year old. And yeah. And um, but but you know what I mean? Like I, I just think it's it, that's what's exciting about it. But unfortunately, you know, in the era of social media, it's it's taken an ugly turn at times. That would be fun to see a best of seven, like back, like of Canada versus Russia back yeah. in the day. So that would, even that, like a be best cool. of three. That'd be cool. Even to watch. a best of three. Well, I mean, the Canada Cup in '87 was as good as it got. Right? Yeah. Three, six, five games. You know, I wow. mean, it was unbelievable. Gordo, I got to ask you. You've had some. You've had some legendary calls when they win the gold, gold medal. Like going into the gold medal game, did, did you have it prep what you're going to say when they won, no. or, or is it just spontaneous? No. Or how, how did that work for you? Never. Never. Never do that. I just Never. always sort of, you know, people have asked me, so in 09 in the semis when Canada uh, beat Russia, they, they tied the game with five seconds to go Jordan Eberle scored. Yeah, I remember that call. The time going, I, I said, you know, can you believe it? Yeah. Oh, did you script that? Yeah. So I sat in my hotel room in the morning thought, yeah, if they tied up with five <laughs> seconds to go, I'll say. <laughs> Good no, point. You, you Good just, point. You, you're, just, you're just in the moment. And um, I remember, so the golden goal that Canada scored in 08 in the tournament in, uh, again, on the Czech Republic was Matt Halischuk scored. Um, and I totally guessed it was a mad scramble. And what you do when a goal is scored, you kind of go based on the reaction of people on the ice. So like last, you know, I did a game last week between Toronto and Edmondson where, um, a, a puck was tipped and you could tell, cause the guy that tipped it reacts right away. He knows he got it. 
Well, in this case, Halicek, Halicek was kind of the first guy out of the scrum to raise his arms. So I'm like, you know, Halicek, golden goal for Canada. And I look at Pierre, like, is it Halicek? He goes, <laughs> let's <laughs> so hope it so. A, it was a total, it was a total guess, but I was right. Yeah. Well, that's only minted in for in Canadian history, so you you would hope it's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, Gordo, I want to ask you about Bob McKenzie. Now I, I turn on TSN. He's drinking margaritas. And oh, I, I guess, saw that. Oh, yes. I, it's yeah. unbelievable. But um, I got a lot of respect for Bob. How much hard work has he put in over the years with this tournament? Oh. Because you talk about research and, and doing yeah. some digging. Like, guy's an ultimate pro. Yeah, he really is. And uh, I've been lucky to work with him for 31 years now. And we've spent a lot of Christmases on the road together and, and a lot of funny stories and and. Two, two of my favorite Bob McKenzie stories are about the World Junior. So the, the 95 tournament was in Red Deer. He's uh, in Alberta. And so one of the games was in Calgary. And Canada beat the Czechs like 7-5. to five. Jamie Rivers pinched and scored a goal. And the whole bench was like, no, no. Oh, great goal, Jamie. And then the <laughs> next game was in Edmonton. So it's like 30 below. And all these fans with tournament ticket packages are driving from Calgary to Edmonton. And there's this big caravan of people driving up the highway. And some of them are leaning out the windows, like shirtless, waving flags. And it's like 30 below. And we're driving along. And Bobby looks at me and goes, you Albertans are nuts. <laughs> just, just nuts. But the other one was uh, I agree 99 tournament, the 99 tournament was in Winnipeg. And, and Bobby and I are having Christmas dinner together at the hotel in Winnipeg. So he's sour. Sydney and the kids aren't there yet. And he's bitter. And, you know, it's, just, it's Christmas Day. And, it's you know, we're eating in a hotel bar like it's just grim right and and so this agent comes bopping up hey guys you know i'm i'm new in the agent business i got this 16 year old kid from slovakia you're the, he's unbelievable like you're he's gonna be a superstar well uh, gives me his card and the guy walks away and bobs like 16 year old kid like who's he kidding like, it's the world junior like what does he know <laughs> two nights later in brandon it's hosa canada canada plays slovakia marion gabarik has like four breakaways and Roberto Luongo has to stand on his head in a zero-zero tie <laughs> with the Slovaks. Like it was unbelievable. And halfway through the second period, Bob turned to me and says, "Hey, uh, you got that agent's number?" <laughs> it, was, it was Alan Walsh. Oh wow! The the agent was Alan Walsh. He, he had Gabrick, and Gabrick was just electric in that tournament, right? And and the Slovaks actually won the bronze that year. And their celebration winning the bronze is maybe as good as any gold medal celebration I've ever seen. Like they were just over the moon. I mean, you know, they just gained their independence like six years earlier. I think it was their first or second year in the top group. Like it was unbelievable. Wow. That's incredible. That's, Gabrick, he was so nasty. I, I was guessing as you were saying that, I was thinking Marion Hosa. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, Hosa's a little, Hosa's a little sooner, a little earlier than that. Gordo, I want to ask you, I asked Craig Button this last week and, and you've watched a lot of world juniors, obviously. And, and I spent a little bit of time in Finland and, I told Uppy and Loops, like, watch out for these Finnish kids, man. How hard they work over here and how much they love to play. Like, how much growth have you seen from that country over the years in the World Juniors? Well, they punch above their weight better than anyone, right? Country of five and a half million people. Uh, you know, they, they have this flair for the dramatic. You know, they won the gold medal in 98 in overtime. They won the gold medal um, on home ice in, uh, in 2016, you know, in, in, extra, in overtime. Uh, they just seem to have this flair for it. And they won it in 2019 with a late goal against the United States. I just think 
Yeah, they're great. Now, did you do the uh, when you were training over there, Obi? Did you do like the carrying the guys up the stairs with a guy on your back? And stuff? Well, I mean, <laughs> the poor guy Gordo, who had to carry over. Gordo, <laughs> I mean, basically that's what we did. I mean, I went there halfway through the year. I was skiing in Aspen, and that next thing I know, I got a phone call from my agent. You want to go to Finland? I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, every morning we ran the stairs. We worked out ridiculously hard, and I was just like, I joked with them. I'm like, they're not paying you guys enough to be doing all this stuff, but they're they're hardcore. Yes. Yeah. So so Brian Marchman. Uh, his dad, John Marchman, who was, I don't know if you guys ever met John Marchman, the, the funny, funny guy, and the, the sons that chip off the old block. So he's like, oh, guard, you know, um, Brian goes over there and he's carrying fins up the stairs. He's carrying fins across the water. He's carrying, you know, no more of that. Yeah, it was, it, it was gnarly. Like they, they have that mentality of kind of like, uh, like a military where they just kind of get in there and do their thing all day, every day. I'm like, you guys don't take a day off over here or what's going on? So, um, like the, so, but I, I think the, you know, obviously everyone trains and everything else, but the, the feeling they have in Finland that, that I think the word is Sisu, they call it, like it means collective courage or collective guts. And, and they have that, you know, they just, they, whatever the team is world junior world championship Olympics, they just have this group mentality and this toughness that, that goes with them and great people like kind and funny and, and awesome. And, you know, my, my buddy in Finland says that, you know, when the, when the six feet of social distancing is over, the Finns will go back to their usual 15. <laughs> <laughs> all, I, all I know is those guys, since I was kids, since I was a kid playing international hockey, played the same way we did. Like they yeah. had the same, like go to the net hard, finish hard, play just kind of dirty on edge. Like yeah. they were... Like the the Rutus, like the they they were oh, big and Rutu. thick and like you know they, they if if you took a night off in a tournament like the World Juniors, like they they'd get you, they'd snag you. Um, Sebastian Aho, we, we remember Ray and I saw Sebastian Aho warming up in the hallway before a game. At the time, he's like 150 pounds, and you're like, well, that that poor kid's gonna get destroyed. And then he turns out to be one of the best players in the game. And Ray comes out of there thinking like that guy's a player. Yeah. Like that guy is just, he's just a hockey player. And I think that's the great thing about it. You know, is just is seeing players at that age and see them, how they mature. Like even you, even you up here, like how you've matured, look at you now, like, you know, you're, I know I'm buttoned up. I got this sweater adult. on. I got Santa Claus you're, you're, beside me. You and Obi, you, you and Obi are like adulting. He's a father. He's a father. He's got a beautiful Jeez. baby girl. He's, he's a real adult now, Gordo. I don't know what he's happened. Daughter. I don't know where time went. Can you believe it? <laughs> hey boy. Um, so you're in Edmonton. The excitement in and around the tournament is building up. Uh, they, they, you know, fans weren't in the building last year. I remember in Halifax just that excitement that you know we used to walk from our hotel underneath this you know underground tunnel through the mall. It was probably a 15, 20 minute walk. There would be people lined up to kind of you know cheer us on after games, congratulate us, or you know witness our our silver medal. Um, what are you expecting in Edmonton as far as, you know, that, that Canadian fan base ready for world junior hockey again? Well, I think there's just so much pent up demand, right? I mean, with no fans last year, just that, that excitement to see it again, to be part of that again, to, you know, to be in the building and, and all of that is just fantastic. And I, you know, you talk about 03 in Halifax and I, you know, I remember being upstairs ready to call the game. And before you guys came on the ice, it was crazy. The, the, my water bottle was actually like vibrating because the fans were cheering so loud. And you guys were right under the stands, right? Like, we you, could feel it in the room. There was, it was shaking in the room. Your stall was literally moving. You could feel the bass from just the crowd noise, not the music. It was, 
there was something special. It was wow. crazy. I've only Did other I, I felt that in Washington in the playoffs one time where the bench was like moving, like sitting on the bench in between like a period a yeah. whistle. It was incredible. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the thing you love about it. You know, that that moment before the game when you don't know what the outcome is going to be, and there's just all this pent up excitement. I always find sometimes that the the, the crowd kind of wears themselves out before the game. You know, they, they're all then they kind of they need a, they need a nap sort of, <laughs> like, kind of just to calm themselves down a little bit. Gordo, I actually had a, this question. Um, I don't know if it's it's Halifax for me when I can remember. What's what's the best best atmosphere throughout your career in Canada? Would it be Halifax? Kind of a tough question, but yeah, right up there. Uh, boy, there's been so many. I mean, I, I think Saskatoon uh, was was unbelievable too. Um, you know, uh, certainly Vancouver in 06. Uh, you know, that was the first one. I'm trying to think. Uh, well, Winnipeg in '99 was at the old Winnipeg Arena. Yeah, I remember that one. But 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 06 was the first one. In a in a modern NHL like a full NHL building like eighteen thousand, you know, on the whole bit, and and I think that was really something. I mean, you know, the players are just Ottawa in 09 too. Like I remember, Danny Kerman is now the uh, officiating supervisor for the IHF, and we used to do our opening on the ice. So Pierre and I are standing, getting ready to do the opening, and there's you know eighteen thousand five hundred people just going off, and Danny Kerman was officiating the game. He's from Switzerland, and he just looks around the building and just. Like, <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Like, it's just like like he was just like no he'd never been in a building like that yeah you know, it, it's just such an unbelievable moment it's so true yeah I mean, there's so many great moments in and around this tournament and it's what we all get excited i for. mean the fact that you know we're two ex-nhlers and we're excited as anyone to watch the world juniors you know come boxing day like that's to me the ultimate compliment for the for that tournament yeah so so we got to ask you is it uh if you could if you could see into the future right now you know, January, I believe it's January 5th or 6th is the final. Who yeah, do you who yeah, do you yeah. expect to be competing for the gold medal? I don't make predictions. I just I, I you just, just call the match. And, yeah. Yeah. Just, just just wait and see what happens. That's that's what I like about it. I don't I don't have preconceived notions. There's lots of good teams here. I think the exciting thing about this tournament is the is the undrafted players we're gonna see. Yeah. You know, Shane Wright, who will probably go first overall this year, Connor Bedard, who will probably go first overall in twenty three, Matvey Michkov from Russia. Like we're going to see some tremendous young players. Owen Power, who was first overall last year, is here. So I, I just think, I, I just can't. I mean, the, the great thing about it is it's so unpredictable, right? That's that's it's, it's kids, you know. So it, you guys play in the NHL. In the NHL, you're kind of like this, right? Like good times, bad times. You kind of just you level it out. Yeah. These kids like this, right? Like just <laughs> my goodness. Like it's, this is the greatest thing that ever happened. This is the worst thing that ever happened. Gordo, I had a couple games like that in the NHL too. That were like that. She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. That's great. Well, Gord, yeah, thank you so much, Gord. Um, love listening to you. to you. You've been a great ambassador for hockey and the World Juniors, buddy. So keep it up. We'll be listening, watching Boxing Day. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Gord. Always a pleasure seeing you this time of year. Merry Christmas to you and your family. OB and Devil Boy. <laughs> Up dog, baby. World Juniors, Gord Miller. That's a good get for the boys. Nice to a- get a nice to get a uh, you know, the voice. The, the voice. voice. 30 years. 35 years is thing I think he's been doing this for. Crazy. But you think of it, our parents, you know, our you know, kids, kids. The world juniors this time of year, bud, it's like open gifts on Christmas morning.
isn't it? I got it right here. If you like hockey, December twenty sixth, Boxing Day, Boxing baby. Day, Czech Republic versus Canada. I'm gonna take that in. I'm gonna be watching that. I'm gonna make Porter watch it if I can get him to sit down. He's like you. He doesn't sit down for more than two seconds. Well, he is also three. He's, and he's four, <laughs> buzzing around. And then up dog, you know, in Aspen at your, you know, maybe at your house, December 29th against the Yermans. The Yermans are coming. What time is that game? Stand by. It says upcoming. Doesn't have the time yet. Okay. And uh, then. Listen, let's have a little day party then. December 31st, New Year's Eve, Canada, Finland. That's going to be a good one. We you talked know, about how crazy those Finns you are. Know you know Cody's going to want to watch these games. Yeah, for sure. So he's got a nice shack. Listen, Gord Miller didn't want to give us a prediction. I respect that. I'm going to fucking give a prediction right now. Canada. Canada gold. U.S. What do you Final. boys want to bet back there? Camus. Camus. A bottle of Camus. Wow. Let's go. Maxi and Binger, you just went up a little notch in my fucking book because I had a backup. I was going to say a bottle of Jameson, but <laughs> Camus, Camus it is. It's on. I'm going to say Canada, Canada, USA final. This is our year ups. I don't know. Really. I, I love Mason McTavish. Um, I love what Craig said a couple weeks ago about they can play the game anyway. They can play her fast. They can play her physical. They can play her tight checking. I, it gave me goosebumps last week. I'm in. Mason McTavish is my guy. I'm watching him. For people out there, watch Mason McTavish. He's old school pro. He's going to have a tournament for the up. He's going to have a tournament. Is he going to play with uh, that Jake Neighbors? Kids, kids played unbelievable he, for the Blues. Too. Yeah, he's tough and plays hard. He yeah. was playing like fourth line, like up dog minutes for the. Uh, I didn't think those. I didn't think the Ducks should have sent Mason back, but yeah. I guess it's good to go play in this tournament, get her going. Um, and I'm excited to watch Owen Power, like I said yeah. last week. Yeah, it's going to be a great, great tournament. To all the kids out there, enjoy this. I'm going. Uh, I'm going first period over a Canada check. You'll first create memories. Over. These boys are going to create memories. They'll always have. And you and I, if we win some cash, we will too. I'm betting them every game. By Princey, the way, can you hear us, fella? Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming you'll be taking that game in Boxing Day. What will be your drink of choice that night? Did I already ask you that? Or what, what, what will you be having around the campfire in Alberta? <laughs> I like your crown too, oh, so I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm a crown guy, but I like my Captain Spiced and Coker Ginger Ale. Wow. I'm looking to, I wonder how these Austrian kids are going to do, Uppy. I play in Austria. Their program isn't quite as um, potent as Finland. They're like, uh, they're ready to go to war, those guys. These guys, they're ready to just go have a nice cold beer. They like their beers in Austria. <laughs> our, our GM there, I can't remember his name. He was a fucking beauty. He was just like, good looking cat. Didn't you have a nice... I'd always, uh, have, I'd always see him having beers there. You had a nice young one there, didn't you? <laughs> you did okay over there. I, know, <laughs> I know you You did. like put me on the spot. Right? Yeah. I like looking across you and knowing that. You know what? I actually met this girl in Austria. Um, Skier, she right? Was a, no, she was an Olympic kayaker. Kayaker. Double kayaks. Good, strong back. So this girl, I mean, she used to chirp me about not like working out enough. <laughs> Calm down. Because all they did was work out, these kayakers. And I felt bad for her because they kept pushing the Olympics and pushing the Olympics. And then last year, she finally got her chance to uh, represent Austria in the two-woman kayak. How'd she do? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just know that she went. Did you wish her good luck? I think I might have sent her a message. Hey, go nice. get them. You know, keep the head down or whatever. What do you do in kayaking? Do you keep her down or do you keep her... No, no, no. She, yeah. You ever tried she to get a kayak? Focused. You ever tried to get a kayak? No, but I'd probably go tits up if I I was did. just going to say, she, yeah. her, and her, her and her teammate, would they post stuff on Instagram of normal, average 
people from Austria trying to get in their kayak and they go fucking arse over apple like cart. Qualified captain. Yeah. Boom. Gone. Ding. See, I couldn't fit in the in, in the thing. You could. You might be a good kayaker. You think? I get the shoulders going. Maybe. I hate the rower though. <laughs> the rower's terrible. But I guess that's not row. It's not rowing exactly. Kayak. She would work out. You get so the double hard. whammy. She would work out so hard. Those Olympic athletes, man. But and they're, and they're getting ready for it now. I'll be like, we worked yeah. hard to get to the NHL. But imagine training for for four years to play to do one event. I could not. No. Right, like so. To all the Olympic athletes, good congratulations, up dog. Merry Christmas, fella. Um, Princey, Merry Christmas. Thanks, fellas. Up you. I'll see you Binger, now. Binger, Max, Maxie. Merry Christmas. Thanks for all your hard work, boys. Listeners, Merry Christmas. USA is going down, Maxie, Binger. Can't wait for next ball, Camus. You can find all our podcasts on YouTube, on Spotify. On, on Apple, Apple Podcasts. Wherever, wherever you find, you find your podcast platform. Your podcast. That's what people say on the podcast I listen to. On your podcast platform. So we'll be, uh, our next one we'll be doing from Aspen. I'll see you in Aspen. I'll see you there. Get that wine fridge stocked at your house, okay? Enjoy Christmas with your family. I can't wait to see Porter, Smitty, Mom and Dad, Peter Roxy, Katie, Tommy. It's going to be cold there, though. Cold, cold, cold. Anyways, Merry Christmas. Everyone out there, thank you for support. Updog, missing curfew.